Listen up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Louisville Urban Leagues radio show and podcast. My name is Lyndon Pryor, interim president and CEO of the Louisville Urban League. Thank you for joining us again. Remember, you can join us here every week. Um, This show is released live on WLLV 101.9 FM or 1240 AM on Thursdays from 12 to 1230. Or you can catch us anytime where you get your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate us, review us. Let us know what you think of the show. I hope that you have had a wonderful and beautiful, safe and healthy um, Memorial Day weekend. Um, the weather was was gorgeous for us, and I hope that you were able to get outside and enjoy some of that um, with the family and certainly spend some time um, remembering those um, who have committed and given their lives um, in the name of freedom and liberty uh, for this country. And certainly um, we aren't all the way there yet for all of us, but we do um, respect and honor those who have fought so hard and so diligently um, on behalf of this country. If you are a current service member, um, we, we certainly thank you for your service and we hope and pray and advocate that this country will continue to do all that it can um, to, to take care of our veterans, um, not only while they're in service, but well thereafter, as we know that that has been an issue for so many vets in our community. And so we continue to, to, to fight and advocate on behalf of you as well. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Um, we are excited for another week of the pod. And this week we've got a special guest and community partner um, and somebody who is doing it big here. Uh, Miss Latoya Cook Bradley, the founder and owner of Brew and Sip. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, so glad to have you here and talk a little bit about all the things that you've got going on. Um, business is is growing and expanding. But as I said, when we started, um, you know, this isn't something that I necessarily script or prepare for. Uh, and I don't really do full on introductions. I love to let the people introduce themselves. So as we get started, how about you give the people the quick and dirty on who the you are and, and how you got here? The quick and dirty. So Bruin Sip is a lifestyle change from our catering company, mm-hmm. which is Flavorful Catering Events and More, which has come back with a vengeance after COVID. So I'm actually a chef that decided that she wanted a coffee bar for a community conversation. So it is a safe space. So location number one at 3800 Shepherdsville Road is amazing and quiet. We call it the religious cafe now. Mm. And 505 West Broadway is the people's cafe. You never know what's going to happen at downtown. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for having me. I am Latoya Cook Bradley, the owner and founder of Brewing Sip and Flavorful Catering. My husband just got a wonderful promotion. His name is Alfonso Bradley, and he is the man behind the smoked chicken salad. He is also now a managing partner instead of just being anything else. Um, He's like, you still the 100% owner. I'm like, you can have whatever you want now. (laughs) As we get ready to go into number three, we originally want seven. Um, So we'll see where we end up. Okay. And so tell us, though, like, so that is the business side of Mm -hmm. you. But how, where are you from? How did you all get um, 
to this space of, so I know you had a catering company, but kind of what, what brought all here? of this about? So my sister came to Louisville and I wanted to leave. I'm actually from Fort Wayne, Indiana, so mm-hmm. I'm a Northern girl. Um, so coming to Louisville was like, oh, it's a big city with a highway, you know, mm-hmm. and that's all you think. So I've been here about 16, 17 years. Um, absolutely love it as a transplant. People are like, you're not from nowhere else now. You're from mm-hmm. Louisville. Right. And I'm like, okay, if I could say it, you know, everybody mispronounces it all the time and I think it's funny. Um, but coming to Louisville, it's completely different when you're outside looking in. I came here with Yum Brands when they had their big layoff in 08. Wow. So it was like, oh, this is what I'm coming into. Don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, went and worked for Norton's for a little while. Uh, transitioned into HR because I have a dual degree. So mm-hmm. I have an HR background with a culinary um, associates as well. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> so I always wanted to do that. I wanted to work for myself again. Ended up working for Kindred. And my manager told me, you are not going to make it here with this catering company growing like it's growing. And mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. Um, left public sector and went to private and it was very interesting because it was just interesting so Mm -hmm. when i started the catering company we grew tremendously in 2017 2018 was a little bit slower and then 19 COVID happened Mm -hmm. and when we were protesting here i wanted to make a safe 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 space for black and brown people so we came up with brewing sip and literally, so my, my kids were grown and I could take some chances as an entrepreneur. Yeah. This is not <laughs> for the faint at heart. You know, everything does not get handed to you. You work for it. Um, my days are normally 14, 15 hours Ooh. all the time. Mm. Um, and when people ask me to do stuff last minute, I used to jump on it, but now I don't have to. So I'm still kind, but I do know how to say no now where mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say no before. Uh but we've grown a lot. Um, I'm, I'm trying to bring some people along with me because mm-hmm. I want some different concepts and we're doing some different things. So okay. it'd be interesting where we end up. Absolutely. So um, so your connection to the league is you've worked some with our Center for Entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like and how you got connected? There? I feel like I got kicked out. But uh, <laughs> see, look, you invite people on to the show and they come on here clowning, trying Just to get people honest. in. Get, I'm sorry, we're going to talk um, about that. Actually, That's my Center fine. for Entrepreneurship. So I am one of the people that I will say I'm tired of telling my story mm-hmm. in a business aspect. So I was actually an SBDC client with mm-hmm. Ann and Ann left and she handed all her clients over to Walter. Yeah. So having a business coach, when you, if you was with the SBDC, you kind of got pushed over to Walter while they transitioned. Um, loved Walter as a business coach. But then as you grow, you get moved around a little bit more. You have to retell your story. You're like, man, I'm tired of telling this story. Read it. Right. It's on right. paper. Mm-hmm. Google me is what yeah. I tell people now. Uh-huh. Um, so coming over and dealing with Walter and actually being able to grow my business where I have, um, Completed GLI and Walter was my coach as well. And I ended up going on a glide tour with GLI and Cynthia was there and it was absolutely amazing to be able to hang out with her for a few days um, and tell her what my woes were of business. So um, having those insight conversations have been amazing because I can just be honest with people and I don't have to sugarcoat it. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is when it comes to brewing sip and me. Um, and I tell people that all the time. So they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, we're growing, but we gotta, we don't get the money that people think we get all right. the time. So right. Center for Entrepreneurship had paid for some of our um, accounting stuff that was going on and our marketing and branding uh, food pictures, actually. So we have been able to grow from there and add to our brand. And I can't wait to see what happens next. So, so let me come back to this and make sure if I need to go check on somebody. Why you say we kick you out? 
because I got promoted to another class. And, oh, uh, see, see, you I got said, elevated. No, we're not even gonna go there. I'm gonna be nice today. See, because he told me I'd be clowning. But uh, so I actually called Walter a couple weeks ago because now we have a new project and mm. I need more of a one-on-one coach. Okay. So he had, he actually did come down. Him and Jerrion. Jerrion is amazing as well. Mm. Um, came down to talk to me because we got something else brewing. Okay. You know, you never know what you're gonna end up when you when you come down there. So okay. So. Um, so you got two locations mm-hmm. going well, and you talk about expanding into another. So what does it look like for an entrepreneur to begin to scale? Because that's really the phase that you're in is is being able to scaling scale. is scaling hard. Um, people think it's just it. We've been blessed. Like things have been put in front of us um, that we couldn't turn down. Everybody's like, oh, I want what you got. And I'm like, you don't want these problems because that's what it is. <laughs> when, you, when you have to pay what we pay out. But it, it's amazing because we are able to sell, share the space with other people. So right now what we're going to do is we're working on number three. But I'm calling it one third because we don't know if we're going to move our first location mm-hmm. into where our third location would normally go. Um, or we're going to keep it. So during COVID, Shepherds Row Road really popped. Mm-hmm. Um one, because there was no place to go and we did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Two, because it was probably the only African-American-owned coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So now that the city is picking up other coffee shops, other places to go, it's kind of slowed down. And nobody comes to that end of Shepherdsville Road. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like a destination coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so the traffic isn't where we want it to be anymore. Right. Um, so that's what we're learning. We're trying to decide where we're going to go next. So mm-hmm. we're plotting so you mentioned something. I have another question I'm going to come back to, but you just mentioned about, you know, there are more shops popping up. And so, mm-hmm. you know, now Black Coffee is over here, um, over in Molo Village. You've got Jules Mocha that's around, and there are a few others um, that I've heard that are that are either coming up online or just started. What does that mean for you, right? Like, how do you feel to see, you know, other um, – organizations and particularly a lot of these black women um, who are stepping into this space and doing um, a lot of the same type of work and being successful at it. So it's kind of funny because we met with our branding manager a couple weeks ago, twofold. Um, One, I will help any person get where they need to go as long as you come and have an honest conversation with me. Mm -hmm. I don't like people halfway giving the story of what you want because I can kind of tell what you want when you come to talk to me. So I tell people all the time, Johnetta calls me the trailblazer. I'm like, yeah, I've done a lot of it, but Mm -hmm. we had a lot of trail and errors too, trial and errors, getting where we got to. So that is the benefit um, as well as, so we live and learn, but we kind of are in a space. Brew and Sip, my husband said last week, we're in a different space. We're not actually a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So we were just, and I'm still grasping it a whole lot of, um, we're Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. So like you have breakfast, you have lunch, you have salads, you have soups. We're not a coffee shop. Right. So when you hear that, and Miss Katrina Hill was my coach, absolutely love her, miss her so much. Um, and she was like, you got a restaurant. I'm like, I ain't got no restaurant. But now I'm starting to realize that when people look at our menu, they're like, you got food. Um, We are trying to figure out what we're going to, you know, like going forward. Because I don't want anybody to compete with us because people feel like they compete with us. You're not competing with us. You're competing with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I compete with myself. I compete with my numbers from yesterday for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, My staff has a goal and they are actually being able to transition and do their things themselves. Absolutely love it. 
Mm-hmm. But as we grow into this new thing, <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, that kind of is what we do. Because mm-hmm. you can't just make money off of coffee. Right. Because that's not what we do. So... Um, educating black and brown people on coffee in general across the board has been something. And that's literally why we started Brewing Sip. Because when you walk into, I call them Bucks and Brothers, no disrespect, but that's what they are. We need to know that it's going to be sweet, it's going to taste good, and I'm paying for what I want. Mm-hmm. Not just getting a cup of something and then I'm like, oh, I don't like this and adding whatever to it. Or throwing it away when you walk out the door. Mm-hmm. So that's why Brewing Sip was more. Now we've added a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But we both are chefs, so for us, it's kind of different, and it's a different narrative to pivot. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love the fact that I was compared to Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I could take that, you know? For we sure. Could, we could roll with that. So, you know, we, we have, you know, a full kitchen that we operate out of, and those are both amazing. So mm-hmm. saying that, like, okay, like, what does one-third look like now? Does it look like we're moving the, the original store into a third location, or does it look like something else? Okay. So, I just threw him off, y'all. No, not at all. So I want to come back though to to this other question because I think a lot of what you've talked about and and you know Cynthia's been on this podcast and we've talked about this and I've had um, Dave Christopher with Amped on and and one of the things and I want your take on is the journey for entrepreneurship. Like you got to be built different, mm-hmm. right? Like I think there is. Sometimes there's this idea that just because like, oh, I'm somebody who has an idea. Yeah. Right. Like that. This is that. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. Right. Just go out here and start a business. Mm -hmm. Right. But but it's not for the faint of heart. Right. And you got to be mm -mm. built different. You do. I mean, you have to you have to be able to take some no's. So I started back when Tony Shears was with SBDC Mm -hmm. and Tony told me no. And Tony loves the fact like me and her joke with each other now because she's like, if I wouldn't if I wouldn't have told you no. Then she said, every no that you get, you turn it into a yes and do it anyways. So that is literally our model. Our password on our Wi-Fi is she did it anyways. When you walk in our store, we have signs with that. Um, Because what people don't realize is if you keep taking no, entrepreneurship is not for you. Um, We built this off of our pocket, which sucks sometimes. Like, you know, Dave Christopher hates you saying you got it from the mud. But when you really got it from the mud, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what you do. So um, somebody asked yesterday... To kind of point on that, we need a we need a brunch spot in the West End. I said y'all got to support what we got first mm-hmm. because the bank ain't just giving a restaurant no money out here. Right. Like we need two three hundred thousand dollars. They're not saying okay here it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it it is not for the faint at heart. It's not for somebody to saying okay I'm gonna give it six months. Um, I had somebody call me a couple weeks ago and say well when you start paying yourself and mm-hmm. I said well what does that look like. right i mean you know we do pay ourselves but it's not we're not going on vacations we don't drive you know whatever like people need to realize like we still live a very modest life um we actually are planning vacations now and i'm like oh we did start during covid like this is different right you know it looks different but we're invited to tables that look different too Mm -hmm. so like this week, I'm talking at Coffee Fest, and then I'm like, "Well, I want to go to Texas," but mm-hmm. then they have hurricanes. I'm like, "No, nah, I ain't trying to go to Texas right now." <laughs> oh, it's not hurricane season yet. You be all right. He said it was <laughs> yesterday. So I was like, "Mm." So somebody who don't know. But oh. entrepreneurship definitely you have to have thick skin. You have to be able to take a no and turn it into a yes. You have to be able to talk and communicate with people. Um, I just did a live the other Saturday morning. Um, you have to communicate like being a business owner in any form mm-hmm. like if you're not communicating you're messing up somewhere because everybody wants to have their checks and balances in a row yeah and the grind is always on you right like it's not like 
there's some other folks, nope. you know, nobody who are can't blame anybody. Like I can't, I have to take the blame. Like even I had a whole W two mishap. One of my old admins had merged some stuff. Didn't know it got merged with the payroll system. Um, I had nobody to blame it on. I had to take all that fault and fix it. And when people start calling me for their W twos, I was like, y'all got to figure it out. And I had to figure it out. So. If, if you are for, like, you can give people responsibility, but if it falls through, it's still on you because that's who's coming to look for you. So, I, I mean, you know, I have pretty tough skin. You know, some I've, I've probably wanted to give up twice in this last five years that we've been doing this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not it. <laughs> Only twice. That's pretty Only good. Twice. Ain't it? Only twice. Because it's a lot of rewarding. And I mean, like, mm-hmm. we know that we, I mean, and our people become family. Um, we've lost some people. You know, but you gotta you gotta stay the course, like mm-hmm. literally stay the course, and it has to be a passion. Because if it's not a passion, right, then you're not gonna get what you want out of it. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge thing. Is right. It's got to be something that you love. Yeah. And you talk about you and your husband being chefs first. You got a culinary degree, and so clearly this fits in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. How did you, for you and him, but how did you all come to? Did you always know you wanted to be a chef? Was it something you just fell into? How did that start? I was halfway raised by my great grandparents. So my grandmother told me, my great grandparents told me, you can't make money cooking for people. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of underhanded it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was getting my electives as I was getting my HR degree. So I have a BS as well. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's see what we're going to do. So I just took a bunch of classes and I graduated my associates of culinary first. Mm-hmm. And then I got that bachelor's in business management with the minors. And nobody knew until I was like, okay, I ain't got no job. Right. <laughs> I got downsides. I got to feed some people. Mm-hmm. But like catering is now it's our ministry, like feeding people. My husband loves to feed people. I'm the customer service. I've always been in the front. So when we was in the one store, I was in the front. He was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now that he's out there by himself, he's actually had to come out. The husband is completely corporate. He tells somebody yesterday, Monday through Friday, nine to five at five o'clock on Friday, he shuts it down. He's like, this <laughs> is, is totally different. I mean, like we get up at four o'clock in the morning having a conversation about what the day looks like. We have set the boundary of a 7 p.m. If you call us, you're not going to get an answer mm-hmm. um, because we have to have some time where we're shut down. So you have to be able to set boundaries because um, mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll just be running. Like, literally, I would pick up my phone 9 o'clock at night talking to somebody about a catering that they needed for the next day. Mm-hmm. Nope, not doing it no more. Um, not that if emergencies don't come up that right. we don't make it happen, but people know what they have to do as well. So, mm-hmm. um and I've never wanted a restaurant, so this is all new. I wanted a place for people to congregate and enjoy themselves, and that's exactly what I have. Mm-hmm. So I love Bruins Sip. Yeah. So what what has that experience been like? So you said, you know, during the pandemic, kind of really the So we restaurant. had the catering company during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. when our governor shut us down, we had just leased our catering company. Our landlord said, I'll give you one month free. Mm-hmm. We had some money in the bank, and we had probably 26 weddings on the book. Um. But then when you don't have that money coming in, because some people don't know if they're getting married, that money's not fl- circulating. So you're just like, what do you do? So we did curbside for a little while and was like, uh. Um, and the plan was to open. And then remember when we said we was going to circulate the black dollar? Mm-hmm. We was like, okay, we'll open up a coffee shop and we'll do this. And we did that. And if you would have seen our first setup, you would have been like, what? I'm not coming in there. We had a table with like a little bitty home espresso machine. Like it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> like I look back on it now and I'm like, who did that? But um, I have to get credit to Timlin Bowen. She is amazing. Timlin seen me at a trade show years ago. We was friends. Mm-hmm. And I opened on Tuesdays for Timlin mm-hmm. because I knew Timlin was coming. 
Huh. And if Timberland, <laughs> I would sit there and she might be the only customer. Wow. But I opened. That was my determination. I can't let Timberland down and Timberland not going to let me down. So hmm. it didn't matter if she came in there and bought one thing or ten things. I was there. And then when we opened up full time, oh, it's a black coffee shop. I'm supporting da 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 da. But in that, like with all the coffee shops opening, we have to support us. Because if right. we don't support us, nobody's going to support us. Mm-hmm. So we have a very diverse crowd. Yes, we're in the middle of downtown. Yes, we're in the middle of Heights Lane. But if we don't keep our dollars circulating, then nobody's going to come and see us. And that's what right. I think people lose. Like, if we're going to divide the narrative, we have to realize that we're dividing the narrative amongst all of them. Right. Um, all three of us right now are in the cohort together. And mm-hmm. we have conversations and, you know, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe. It's not a secret. Coffee is not a secret. Like, mm-hmm. once you figure it out, it is what it is. So it's just all about how you present it to someone. Mm-hmm. So that's been that has been really well for us. Yeah. We'll see what happens next. And have you found that the space, though, has been a good retreat for black people as you want it? Like, has it been a place that it folks has been come? because <laughs> people come in the space and like on Fridays, we used to do uh, turn up Fridays and we still do sometimes. This is our we're celebrating our one year anniversary downtown this week. So mm-hmm. ain't no telling what happened down there. Um, but at the same time, we might be in there praying with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never know what somebody's going through. And that's what I wanted. I want people to be able to come in and we might have somebody praying over somebody one day um, and healing somebody. We had a young lady that got in a car accident and we all just, I mean, like we turned the lights down. It was major when she came in because we didn't get to see her. We didn't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I can't walk. You know, when I inboxed her on Facebook, I was just like, where you at, boo? Like, she was just like, I got a car accident. She sent me the video. I was like, whoa. Um, And she was having migraines because she had got hit and hit her head in her car. So, you know, you become family at that point and you Mm -hmm. start taking care of each other. And a lot of Louisville is transplant. So Mm -hmm. if we don't take care of one another and wrap our arms around each other, everybody's not from Louisville. And you never know what, you know, you can have a smile on your face and be having the worst day ever. Absolutely. (laughs) So the coffee shop should always be able to encompass everybody in that you know conversation communication absolutely absolutely yeah we love the idea of building community and and what y'all are doing there is is definitely representative of that and that is truly a, a a wonderful thing what is in terms of you know we think about this this entrepreneurial space and you know we're doing a lot of that work and trying to help folks get off the ground and move forward. What other nuggets of advice do you give people who right now are starting out with the idea? Like let's assume that they built for this, right? But what are those kind of nuts and bolts things that they need to be thinking about and considering as as they get, you know, started on this road? Well, it's a lot. Um get you a mentor. Um, it doesn't have to be a coach, but a mentor. Go to somebody that you have been watching because everybody's idea, normally an idea is a copycat of something else anyways. Mm-hmm. So you have people that will give you exactly what you need. You just have to ask. Um, but be able to take that communication. If you're doing something wrong, be able to take that. Get with a coach or the Urban League or get on the AMPS waiting list, um, SBDC score. There's enough programs out here. Accelerators incubators and cohorts are all different read the fine print when you're applying for programs mm-hmm. um don't just jump into something because it's there because you might be taking a space for somebody else that needed it right. um 
there there's not a, such a thing as a whole bunch of grants people oh it's a grant it's not a grant out here for you it's no free no. money um if it's free money some ain't right right um have your ducks in a row like make your plan but make sure that you know you got to be working on your business credit um your personal credit is major before you even get business credit um and if you actually start an LLC, because everybody wants to jump and start an LLC with the Secretary of State, mm. make sure you pay your taxes because right. it comes back and bites you. Um, have a business bank account. Don't don't mix your money. Um, I think after COVID, everybody got these PPP loans, and they don't realize that those are starting to catch up with people. Yeah. Like I seen somebody go to jail last week, and I was just like, "What just happened here?" You mm. know. Um, but you you just have to be. I always say decent and in order. Do everything that you do, do it decent and in order. So be organized about your stuff. And you might get off kilter sometimes, or somebody might throw an idea. Um, every day somebody comes in the coffee shop and be like, this need to be on the menu. And I'm like, no, it's not going on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent three months redoing our menu. We're not doing that. Oh, got um, requests. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a DJ We got it booth. back there, we will add it. It's a button on the register, we will add it. But other than that, I mean, and, and if you need to have a conversation, normally, I, and I will say, please make an appointment with me. Don't just walk in brewing sip and think you can have a conversation with me because it does not happen like that. But get with somebody that knows. And, and most people will give you an hour of their time with no problem. Um, but just don't think you can bombard all their time because business owners are busy. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. So what is, as we start to wrap this up, what is a a... One of the things I ask folks is, is what is their hope um, for Louisville? And I'll ask you that at the end, but I want to know specifically as a as an entrepreneur, as a as a black woman entrepreneur, um, not just in the restaurant space, but just in the business space in general. What is your hope for your peers, for those who are in this journey with you? Y'all, that's heavy. Um I, I want us to collaborate a lot more. We look at each other and don't want to give each other help because, oh, somebody's doing what you're doing or they're in the same space. Um, but if we could collaborate, we could get so much further. Um, and I've been saying that, like, I don't want to take every idea I have to the next level. Like, some of the some of the stuff that I have, I'm like, I need to give it to somebody um, because I can't. But if we could literally get to the table, we actually just started an initiative it's going to be announced on Thursday, but I'm going to tell you what it is. So 365, um, it's a food initiative that we have $1,000 Thursday so that we can have all the small restaurants, not just black and brown, but all the small restaurants get to $1,000 every Thursday. But in that, I also put my food classes. I have a conversation with cooks, caterers, and coordinators is what we call it. But if you have a question, mm -hmm. then you can come to the table with any of those people and nobody's going to act like you're asking a stupid question because we're all there to learn. So we've been bringing a lot of different people together. Um, and it started off just as a conversation from the caterers and the cook side with the coordinators because we were showing up for weddings and people didn't have tablecloths. Mm. And you as a caterer might bring the tablecloths and I might not. Mm -hmm. And you might clear tables and bring garbage bags and I was running short. And so that started a conversation and I want us as black and brown people to get together women business owners you know across the board to be able to get together and have those kind of conversations and not look down on the next person because they might not know everybody right. didn't go to culinary school everybody doesn't have a coordinator um and some coordinators 
require more than others. So you don't know what the base level, and you have to have that standard as a business owner, Mm -hmm. what you are going to provide and what you aren't going to provide. So that's just a base conversation. And I think across the board in our community, some people get away with more than others because they don't know where to start. Yeah. That's that's dope. (laughs) So I want to... Before I ask you this last question, I just want to go back for for the listeners and, and folks who've been listening to the podcast have heard us say this, but because you mentioned, you know, there's no free money in this. And, and a big part of the challenge, particularly for black businesses, particularly black businesses in Louisville, is honestly decades and decades of discrimination, right? And it's it's true all across the country, but in Louisville, it is it is terrible. I mean, less than 2% of employer-owned businesses mm-hmm. in Louisville are black-owned, um, which is a huge gap in disparity. And part of the reasoning for that is not only just bad policy and years of disinvestment and, and discrimination um, and, you know, just the huge wealth gap that exists, um, but there just really hasn't been an infrastructure and an ecosystem to help build out um, this work for black folks in this space. And so part of what the league has done, along with partners like SBDC and AMPT and others through the path forward, has been to try to build out an ecosystem um, that is supportive of black entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that has the opportunity to get y'all some free money. Um, because that is, you know, we know that capital is a challenge. And for a lot of other folks who enter into this space, it's like, oh, well, you know, my uncle made a loan or a deposit or an investment in my business. You know, this was, you know, you know, oh, here's a million dollars to go out here and start you up a business yeah. or something like that. Like, and that's real. Like, we're not, that is not an exaggeration. And no, that's not everybody's story. True. Um, but it's a lot of people's story mm-hmm. um, that there was somebody who was sitting on a little nest egg to be able to do it. And that money goes a long, long way in getting somebody started, particularly at the beginning when you've got all of these fees that you never mm-hmm. even thought about yep. or or were even accounting for. So I just want to encourage people to know that, you know, it, it, there is help, right? Yeah. Like we ain't where we need to be but by, we by far, but we're getting yeah. there. And so you, there are some supports out there available for folks who want mm-hmm. this, but you got to want it. right? And you got to like, work for it. It's not going to be just handed to you. Like you got to have your stuff on paper. Um, like you guys heard me say, I'm in the AMP cohort. I have been kicking and screaming about turning in a business plan because I have a growth plan. And I was mm-hmm. like, y'all me to do what? I'm not going back to do that. Right. And I mean, we, we went back and looked at it and did some things, but you know, that's why I say there's a difference between accelerators, incubators. I'm like, you guys have to look at what y'all applying for. So pay attention to everybody who wants to be the cool kid, as they call us right now. And I'm like, it's not that. You know, yeah. we put in a lot of time. For real. <laughs> this for is real. class work. And yeah. I mean, it's work. Yeah. And you said a word there about being able to put it on paper. Because, yeah. I mean, I had somebody, you know, shortly after I got into this role, you know, folks who were like hey I, you know i got a plan to do x y and z i was like hey cool send it to me and yeah. you know some people like bet i'll send it and then other people look at me like no can we have a conversation yeah no no you gotta have no, it on paper no. it needs to be written down yeah i just <laughs> like, asked um this is pretty dope too i just asked the city to block off fifth street for a farmer's market the end of juneteenth week mm-hmm. and they was like what did it look like and mm-hmm. so part of the 365 initiative we have a farmer's market called nourish because not being from louisville 
and not being in the West End. The conversation is different when we came downtown. Mm-hmm. And people didn't realize that they thought I was just being stuck up, but I, was, I didn't know. Like, right. not being from Louisville and then coming downtown. And I'm like, I need some tomatoes. And I sent one of my advisors to get some tomatoes, and he went to 28th Street. And he brought me back six tomatoes. I said, what's this going to do? Right. It got us through lunch. Yeah. But I was just like, no, I needed, like, a whole bunch of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So... We, I mean, like, in that space, and people say they want to do something. I'm like, I want to open up a grocery store. And Tony Shears would be like, look at the numbers. And I know I'm not going to make a whole bunch of money up open up a grocery store, mm-hmm. but it's a need. Right. Like, you need to be able to get two or three-day groceries and walk back to your house. And you have all these build businesses and apartments and everything downtown. But we don't have a grocery store that you can just pick simple stuff up from mm-hmm. um and it was kind of embarrassing being a business downtown during derby when all those people was here right. and people couldn't find laundry detergent and i was like oh didn't think about it but people literally came in the coffee shop on monday saying well, we was we went to thornton's to get laundry detergent no you didn't go to thornton's <laughs> wow why you <laughs> but, getting the little mean, packets the reality right <laughs> the reality was like they had walked down to the omni that's right. not a grocery store that no. is a Trader Joe's downtown, really right. what it is. So we have to know our reality, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of people just think, oh, it's, it's just for the giggles. No, this is reality for some people. Like, everybody that live downtown don't have a car or, right. you know, public transportation is not what people think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's sure. a whole other conversation. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we, we are doing better. I will mm-hmm. say that. But Okay. Um you just mentioned something. I'm gonna talk to you about it offline about something that the Urban League is popping off. But I think Uh-oh. we may have we may have a an solution. opportunity. Well, an opportunity to collaborate. I like solutions. Uh, yes. Well, it is it is solution oriented. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yes. Uh, so as we close here, like I said, I'm gonna come back to the question I asked. So I asked you about what your what your hope is for your peers in this entrepreneurial space. But what is your hope for this city? <sighs> We've come a long way in 10 years. Um, I say in the last two years, really. Um, since the protests, I think a lot of diversity has happened. Um, but everything is on the forefront now in Louisville. So, like, everybody's looking at everybody. And so it's more in your face than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping the city continues to grow. But it's still a lot of gatekeepers mm-hmm. that need to be addressed. Um and when you call them on it, they need to be able to answer. Uh, and people don't realize, like, how much of a gatekeeper. And then when you say something, they be like, Toy, don't say that. I don't know, I'm going to say it. Because, right. like, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that everybody, like, um, there's a, initiatives that I won't even get a, be a part of because Brew and Sip gets so much publicity. And mm. I'm like, somebody else could use that. Right. So let me step out of the way and let them get that. Um, and people didn't understand it at first. And I was like, y'all, I could call up a news channel and have a press release to anybody tomorrow and somebody's gonna come throw a camera on brew and sip right. um so i don't that's not where we are so i want the city to be able to realize that the people that are doing the work need to be recognized and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out here doing work and just because you know you might feel like the work is small on sundays we come down and we see hip-hop cares every sunday underneath the bridge and i absolutely love seeing him underneath there so when he asks for a donation i'm sending him money because i'm like i know you out here doing the work right. um but you don't know who's doing the work because some people don't want to be acknowledged. I mean, like the 365 initiative, it was somebody else's plan that said, I don't want to deal with it. You could take it. Right. Let somebody else do it. If somebody say, you know, I love the fact that there's going to be several grocery stores in the city, but I'm like, it don't take 10 years to build a grocery store. No. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. Like, right. 
I know it don't take that long, and I've already put out you know everything in the field, and I, I but I'm doing the work from scratch. So mm-hmm. actually reaching out to people, that's why me and Walter talk. Me reaching out to people, you gotta you gotta do the research and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I need a plan to see who has, if anybody has already closed the grocery store, why have you closed it? Right. I haven't got to meet with any of those people yet. And if you have a successful grocery store, can I come and shadow you to see what it looks like? Right. Because you got to be on both sides of that. I didn't have that when I opened up Brewing Sip. Um, coffee is not a black people's world. It's our thing, mm-hmm. but it's not a black people's world. I have the dopest mentor in the city, but he don't look like me. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what people need to realize. Everybody ain't going to look like you. But you got to be able to be real with them same people that you sit at the table with. So, you know, people is like, oh, and I'm like... Once you really get to W, you'd be like, oh, she just going to spit it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Latoya, I appreciate you taking the time, spending some time with me and the, and the folks this morning. Um, thank you for what you're doing um, there with Brewing Sip, as well as the catering company and the space that you are creating um, for us. And not just the physical space that is um, the, the shop, but also... Uh, the space for for your peers to grow to learn from you to benefit from your wisdom from your experience from your your mistakes as well as from your successes um that's that's super important right when we talk about building community um that is a critical part that those of us who have some knowledge are doing what we can to be able to share that knowledge with others and not hoarding it all to ourselves and so you are awesome example of that and so I, I just greatly appreciate all that you represent and all that you have done and ladies and gentlemen that is uh listen up the louisville urban leagues radio show and podcast thank you for joining us um you can catch us here every week on thursdays wllv 101.9 fm 12:40 a.m or anywhere that you get your favorite podcast be sure to subscribe rate us review us let us know what you think of the pod i hope you have a beautiful and blessed week stay safe healthy and whole y'all take care peace Urban League's Kentuckiana Bills program is your introduction to the skills trades that lead to careers in construction, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, and HVAC. This six-week hands-on and technical education program provides training for job seekers to earn three national credentials, JCTC credit, all while connecting employers with a qualified, skilled workforce. This innovative partnership is funded by Kentuckiana Works and the Kentucky Education and Workforce Development Cabinet. For more information, visit lul.org backslash jobs. The Louisville Urban League wants to make sure that every student thrives academically. And to make that possible, the league is offering free intensive tutoring to JCPS students who qualify. Kindergarten through 12th grade students can receive export help in reading, math, and ACT prep. Kids like me deserve every opportunity to succeed and to reach our greatest potential. Sign your student up today. To learn more, visit lul.org or call 502-585-4622.